Today's daf, Maseches Nazir, is daf Nun Aleph, 51. And there are three points that we discussed in today's daf. We started off with clarification, qualifications, what will determine uh, the corpse dust as being metame in molo tarvad rekev, a ladleful. There has to be specific qualifications. And the Gemara explains to us that in order to have this halach lamosh misinai, uh, it can't be an admixture, meaning that it has to be the person's buried bare, not in a wood coffin, etc., things that would mix in with the dust, causing it to be not pure uh, corpse dust. And there's exclusions to this, which the Gemara lists with certainty, is if two people are buried together and decomposed together, or if they shaved off the mace's hair and buried it along with the mace, that would also be considered an admixture, thus not allowing it to become Tameh uh, with the Allah Lamosh of Rekev. Gemara goes on to a series of questions, it's the second point of the day, discussing scenarios that we're unsure if it's considered an admixture or not. For example, the Gemara says is, what if the mace had long hair which was fit to be cut, but they just buried him with his long hair? Or, if the heel decomposes by itself, and that's buried, meaning would that heel that decomposes before the rest of the body does, because it has a lot of dead skin cells, be looked at as regular rekev, or do we say since it decomposes potentially at a faster rate, because in its lifetime it already is somewhat uh, more uh, less li- alive, so therefore it shouldn't be considered the normal halacha of halacha of rekev. Furthermore, what about a fetus inside of the mother? Is that considered something that's natural to the mother, and therefore it would be considered rekev, or is that a de- uh, a uh, interposition, and it cons- not wouldn't be considered rekev? We said sheikh vazer inside of a woman, or waist, skin, and we explained how this is all practical. If l'chara, these things would all exist, how would there be ever a case of a scenario where you would have rekev in the first place? We said if they would give them some sort of, the person some sort of a cleansing before, like a laxative before they pass away, they, uh, if they would give a depilatory, as well as if they would, um, uh, if they would, <coughs> if they were depilatory, and then they would boil the body in the uh, metaveria. The point is, is that there could be a theoretically possible situation that these shilas would be pertinent. Okay, Lamaisa, these shilas are not uh, answered. We, uh, we also asked in this, in this point, what about if they ground up the body and then the pieces that were ground up decomposed, would that also be considered rekev or not? The Gemara said as a side point that there are three alakhalamash misinas that would not apply to a lacking body it means if a person's buried in, in a partial form, not entirely, wouldn't have the halach of rekev as we just mentioned, meaning a partial per- body buried, missing parts of it, wouldn't have the normal halachas of melotarvet rekev conveying tumas ohel, tefusa, which means that you wouldn't have to bury the earth around the body if you would want to rebury it. As well as Shkunas Kvaros, if you find multiple bodies next to each other, you usually have to assume it's a cemetery and treat it as such. That wouldn't be true if you find dead bodies that are partial, incomplete. The final point of the day, we talked about a birya. The Shaila the Gemara posed was, why is it that an ant, when you eat it, even if it's less than the size of a kezayis, would make you liable? Is it because it is in its entirety, meaning the creature is not missing anything, then if it is missing a limb, let's say, even if it's still alive, you would not be liable for the consumption of that less than a kezayis? Or is it because it's alive, even if it's lacking, you'd still be liable then? 
Gemara tried to bring a raya because the Brisa discusses when it talks about in the Pasuk, Shratzim, and it mentions Bohem and Mehem, that Tuma is conveyed when you touch them when they're dead, when you touch them in their entirety and partially. And the way we understand that is, it has to be a partiality that's like its entirety. What does that mean? It means that as long as the Brisa seems to say it's the size of a Kadasha, as long as it's the size of a uh, lentil, meaning a lentil is, uh, <clears throat> is, is the size of a chomet in the beginning of its development. So in such a scenario, if you touch such a creature, it would make you liable because that's the smallest possible creature that would be metamek conveyed tumah in its entirety. So the Gemara says, Lachar, you see in regards to tumah, entirety is required. Even if it's alive, but if it's lacking, it wouldn't convey tumah. And if it's entirety, and if it requires its entirety to be able to convey tumah, lachar, that would also be true for liability purposes in terms of chiyuv. So the Gemara refutes this proof and says it's not a raya because perhaps a creature in its, the beginning of its development, this chomet, this snail, it's true that that would need to be in its entirety because it will not develop. It will not continue its life if it's even missing a little bit of a limb. So there, perhaps, you'll only be liable if it's in an, if, or, or we convey tuma in its entirety. But in a scenario of an ant missing a limb, since it's already alive, missing a limb, it could li- live on fine. And perhaps then, if it's based on the neshama, it's based on its lifeblood, so since it is alive, you might be liable, even if it is somewhat lacking. The Gemara leaves this question unresolved. We stopped at the top of Nun Beis Amud Aleph, Mezuz Hashem, We'll pick up tomorrow with Afnun Base.